podcast. What's it called? Don't worry. Bye. Happy with Harriet Diver. Here's my podcast. My podcast. Welcome to episode 44. I hope you're well. If you can hear this noise. Did you hear it then? That is, I've got the heating on. I mean, you're probably thinking, who the bloody hell does she think she is? She approaches 80,000 listens and she thinks she can have the heating on in the bloody daytime. Well, yes. This is true. No, it's just fucking absolutely bloody freezing. You know, when I think, when when you're sitting at the oven whilst your scampi's cooking, just to collect the heat from it, you've got to, you know, you've got to assess your life. And I feel, I feel a bit queasy. What's happened is, because obviously your kitchen's not in your bedroom, so I'll be working. I've always, I don't know what I, I always worry that I work slow, because I'm a faffer. I'm, always, I'm one of them that will do something then, like, I've always got 20-odd windows open on my computer, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. And then, like, four hours later, I'll be like, oh, God, I didn't finish that. And, do you know what I mean? Which is, you know, I think loads of people are like that. But because I'm like that, I worry that I don't work hard enough because not everything... I think I'm something I'm really slow at, like, emails. It's my boyfriend, and I was telling him last night, I don't really think he understood because as well, it's... I, I need to, I can't, it really annoys me, there was someone once that was interested in representing me as an agent, and the, they called me John, like, because they'd copied and pasted an email, and then I told it, and he bloody do, like, I just think admin, especially in this job, like, you'd think being funny, but admin is such a massive, a massive part of, of comedy, and I think if you can't, if you're going to send me like a message with, littered with mistakes, I mean, we all get some things wrong. Oh, the other day, in fact, I bloody... What did I do? I, she's gone. <laughs> the woman's gone. Pick a date. Pick a date. Any date. Ooh, which date? No, she's gone. Pick a date for the, to do a preview between the 16th of July and the 20th... I think it was like the 26th of July. And I've gone, can I have the 18th of May? Which, obviously, so, obviously, some, what I'm saying is I could get things wrong with everyone else, no, I'm joking. So, anyway, because my bedroom is not in my kitchen, because that's not how Feng Shui works, I often just feel like I don't have the time to get some food, do you know what I mean? So, and then my boyfriend gave me my Easter egg. What I'm trying to say to you is I've just been, I'm starving, eating a bloody massive Easter egg. And now I feel sick. But the Cadbury's Easter egg is delicious because they just taste like a big round button. No, that's not what it is, Harriet. The the buttons are just made out of that chocolate. Oh, yeah, you're right. Probably going to break up with my boyfriend, though. Bloody just opened the freezer and there is an Alsatian's head. No. Uh, he's put his... Obviously not. <laughs> I just thought of that again. Um, he's put his, his Easter egg in the freezer. That's the science of a madman, isn't it? 
That's just absolute madness. I don't know what he's hoping to achieve from that, and I really do question his motives. Yeah, so, anyway, welcome to episode 44. I'll say it to begin with. If you could leave a review, that would be nice. If not, I'm going to, like, plant subliminal messaging at you throughout to manipulate you into doing so. Like that, yeah. You won't even notice. Review, please leave a review. Review. What's that? The Ghost of Christmas Future? Why the bloody hell not? Imagine if the Ghost of Christmas Future came to you to leave me a review. Well, don't knock it till you tried it. So anyway, I'll tell you, I'm a little bit. Um, I don't. I've probably said this to you before, but I swear by this. I swear, if you do this, your life will be better. Like we have. I told you this. I don't know. So. As you all know, isn't it? We're taken up by looking on our phones. Like it's, it's got. I think it's got worse. Like I went to town the other day, and I almost. Well, no, I didn't because I was looking where I was going. About four people crashed into me because they're on their phone. Honestly, just look where you're going, you mad bastard. So if you're on your phone, like we're on our phones all day, and then if you're going through the phone just before bed. All that, like the light and all the all the all the vacuous nonsense of Facebook or whatever it is you're looking at. Because let's be honest, you ain't reading an educated article, are you? If you are, apologies. That's just seeping into your mind, and then that's grogatizing you throughout the night. So in the morning, you're a hundred percent grogatized, right? Honestly, promise you. So the best thing you can do. And as a compromise, I am willing to let you do this on your phone, if you really feel you have to, is if read a book, because the, the, um, the motion of your eyes going from, what was it, from right, no, from left to right, and then back down, da, 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 reading the lines of a book, that's, I don't know what it is, it's like resetting your mind, and it's a really good motion for your head to be doing, your eyes to be doing, before bed and I 100% swear by it that when I do that read a book before bed and I will say because I used to read like real like fucked up books and I don't do that because it's just bad for your head anyway so when you do that just read a nice book that you will wake up in the morning non-groggy just willing to start your day really your brain's like yeah I've been sleeping and then you can Spend the day stuck to your phone. No, you can do whatever you want. Obviously, the day is yours. Run free. But last night, because what? Because my boyfriend gets home quite late, and we used to watch, we used to watch an episode of Bates Motel, and then we, we'd go to bed because he's up early. So I'd read my book then. So I'd undo the Batesness that I'd seen. Do you know what I mean? But then I think we must have been fannying around, chatting, having a laugh, whatever. So a lot of time had passed and then we planned to watch, I'll tell you, I absolutely love it. It's morbid as fuck. I just think it's so interesting. Is uh, 24 hours in police custody. So we were going to watch it together. And then he was like, do you know what? I've just got to be up in a few hours. I'll try and watch it. But And then he said he was going to try and watch it. He didn't even face the bloody television. So I'm like, well, I can't, I can't be watching this because I could feel myself getting a little bit sleepy. So I was like, I cannot watch this and then go to sleep because I'm going to be, like, my head's going to be all scrambled thinking about it and 
and I'm going to be all groggy because I've watched TV before bed. Because TV, FYI, it's like it's like a phone, just watching TV before bed. You shouldn't, you definitely shouldn't do it. Anyway, so then as the story's getting better and it's hooking me, I'm starting to rationalise with like uh, what's it called with myself, going no no it'll. You'll be all right. You'll stay up a bit after and read to do to undo the work that this has done. But I tell you, because I'm not up to date with it. So this was episode three of the new series. Hopefully, I'm. But if I've this isn't. If you haven't seen it, don't turn it off because this you can relate to anything I'm saying. It doesn't matter if you've seen it or if you haven't seen it. Um, God, it it. I just think it really depicted a lot of what is going on in the country these days well in the world these days it was so basically they found a man dead in the in a park in peterborough and rigor mortis had set in so this man thought that he was alive and he um uh shooed his dog away but he didn't he's rigor mortis had just set in and his hand was in the air so he hadn't done much showing or nothing so but he is known drug addict a known homeless man so they just sort of thought to begin with that, well, he just fell asleep in the park and died in the night sort of thing. But then they noticed um, bruising around his neck. And then one witness has said he'd never slept rough. He'd always couch surf. And then this other, like an anonymous an witness had ran it, rang in. But they hadn't even... This is what baffled me. They didn't even, like, change his voice or nothing. And he had a really distinctive voice. And I was thinking, if people are dangerous... I don't think so much with this one. But often I think, you know, if people are dangerous and you're playing their voice, if people have a suspect in mind and that's the voice, then they're going to know, you know what I mean? Anyway, so this person rang in and said that the guy... Are you... Like, the guy that died in the park didn't die in the park. That's not where he died. He died in this estate. And then the estate... Not estate, like a complex, is known for ex-addicts. And I think it's meant to be for people trying to get back on their feet. But this house wasn't really that. She was, like... You know, her syringes... Like, she was a a full-blown addict. Like, as addicty as one can be. Anyway... So then they've the police have locked down the CCTV for the area. Cause oh yeah, because the guy a guy that there's security on the area and he was and they go, Did you see anything strange on the date? It was I think it was nineteenth or something. And he goes, Well I did actually and again, they didn't show his face, but they had, they showed what he was wearing and his voice and his trainers and it's like, Well, all you have to do is see this man and his trainers and there is this man. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, I did see something weird, actually. I saw this woman late, late, late at night with a mobility scooter, like, hoiking bedding around. Like, this is stupid o'clock at night. So so then they looked at the CCTV, and there's this woman lugging this big, heavy... Well, let's be honest, it was a body. She was lugging this fucking body around on the mobility scooter and then zipped it to the park, dropped it, dropped it off. Like, so they're like, fucking hell. So go round to the, to the woman's house. 
and she, oh, bless her. And you might be like, Harriet, bless her. But, oh, yeah, bless her. Please watch it. It was so sad. She, she, was, she was an addict herself. And she wasn't saying much to begin with. But then she had to go to the hospital because, because of the heroin abuse. She had awful abscesses on her legs. So, and then it was there at the hospital. She told one of the nurses that they're well. They're accusing me of killing my best friend, but I didn't. He died in the house. So it so it turned out that he'd um, he was injecting his in his neck. That's why he had them bruises. And he'd so he was in a spare. I think she had two rooms. So he was in a spare room. And yeah, he he just died in in the night. But he died. She hadn't checked on him, so then by the time he had died, he was already like proper stiff, and she, and she said it, and it, and you just knew that she wasn't lying because everything once she said it, every single thing she even said, the dealer came around at this time, this happened that time, every single thing she said uh, could be seen on the on the CCTV, like so she wasn't a liar, and and it was just like. When you're fucking, like it, when the all the when the drugs are just fucking take, they're just taking your body. You're, I, I'm not condoning, you know that essentially because the the charge in the end was moving a body because so it it um the coroner has a tougher job, doesn't it? So it's sort of obstructing the job of the coroner by by fucking lugging the body on the mobility scooter and shimmying him down the bloody road but she's but the drugs have taken over her judgment was off and at the time he was he was dead and she couldn't do anything about that and she was panicked that she was going to lose her house and she said i know i I know i was selfish she said the way that she said it she even said you know i shouldn't be so self-obsessed and like so, she was very sort of self-aware as to what what she was and what the drugs had done. And then a few people were sort of commenting on because um, I looked her up to see because sometimes these things are way in advance. So I thought maybe she's out of prison now. She got two years for that, and people were like they shouldn't have locked her up because because of the state she was in. But do you know what? She in prison. I mean, I, I don't know the outcome now because I haven't spoke or seen her personally, do you know what I mean? But she attended a rehabilitation programme, so it's a fucking blessing that at the end of the day she didn't fucking kill anyone, do you know what I mean? And she's, she's I genuinely believe that she fucking just made a stupid decision out of panic and selfishness, which... You know, we all do. They just don't happen to be that drastic. Do you know what I mean? And but if that's but if she's gone to prison, and she's got herself sorted out, then fucking. Because I imagine she would have lost that house in the end anyway. Because it's not going to hold on for a while. She's in prison, so hopefully then when she comes out of prison, she'll be in a different area. Because that's part of it, isn't it? If you're just the habit, the same people that you're getting drugs off and. All of that, but if she's got herself sorted out, fine. I bloody hope, hope, hope she has, because she, despite all the fucking abscesses and the fucking horribleness, she 
I don't know. I just felt like she she was a good person that just fucking spiralled into a fucking absolute mare. You know, and she said it was one of her best friends. And then she's she can have that guilt forever. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's another four that I haven't seen. So I'll probably be catching up on that at the weekend. It's just like, it's just, um, so I haven't even explained it. So 24 hours of police custody is where, so something will happen at the beginning. They'll play the, the like, the, the the report of someone ringing in a crime or whatever. And then the police, sort of like a fly-in-the-wall documentary, then the police have 24 hours to charge or release the person that did the crime that's being reported. It's just so interesting. And I think... I, did, I imagine that's the point of it as well, because I've had terrible dalliances with police, and I don't, on the whole, think they're... No, you can't say that. Like On my experiences, they haven't been great. So, and this paints them in a better light, but obviously that's, you know, that's, that was the plan. But, well, you, you, you follow them and see how they behave to people and how you know they didn't speak to this this heroin addict um Feli Almond they didn't no they didn't speak to her like shit I think they which a lot of people would I think they just appreciate there was a fucking nightmare of a situation anyway I I digress so Anyway, I hope I hope you're well. I am very well, actually, very well indeed. Been very busy, and well, been bloody loving life. I tell you, I've um, I think I've already told you I've started going to the gym, and I'm actually starting to feel little tiny muscles. So that's a, that's an improvement. Yeah, it's you know. Not that sort of person that, oh, I need my boyfriend to come with me and do this. But I do like going with him for the gym. Because I'll tell you about when I went to the gym last time and these fucking group of lads come up and patted me on the head. What the fuck was that about? Anyway, so, as always, when as last time, the same this time. Basically, I put that it was such a success when I asked everyone on my Facebook page the following week to see if good things had been happening to people. Because I want to celebrate the good. You know, there's too much bad in the world, and even if I don't know the people on my Facebook page, like, personally, so what, a, what, what a delightful bunch. And some I do know personally. So, so I've asked everyone to comment on good things that have been happening, and this is what has occurred this time round. So, uh, lovely Claire Williams has commented and said hi Harriet fab idea my meditation guru who is the creator of the headspace app answered my question on a Q&A on twitter and I got to thank him for helping transform my life for the better daily I got to have lovely chats with you that's me hello especially on Sunday about mental health big thank you for that Seeing my cousin's new house was so lovely and having quality family time. That's great. Isn't that great? I think that's lovely to say thank you to someone that's changed their life for the better. And so good that you have changed your life for the better. So many people just go through life 
feeling like, well, this is my life. It's not quite how I want to be, but I'm just going to wallow in my own virtues. And some people are like, oh, meditation's not for me. And I'll be honest, it's like I take a few things, a few variations of techniques, and I adapt them for myself. But overall, perhaps headspace, and that isn't for me. But my God, if that works for you, I'm so fucking happy. Like, genuinely, not even in a, like, well, if that works for you. Do you know what I mean? Not even like that. Gen- genuinely, I think anyone for happier mental health or whatever can should just rummage and get whichever works best for them as an individual. And that's just, that's all you can, whilst we're on these, this earth, that's all you can do really is just try to figure out the best way that you can be happy. Yes, that's great. Obviously great for family time. I was chatting to, as well to Claire Williams about, we were talking about OCD, how people say, seems to be cool, doesn't it, to go, oh, well, I'm a little bit OCD. And it's like, well, no, because it's fucking dehilibilitating. What's it called? Dehilibilitating. When it's when it stops you doing things, when it reduces your sort of dehilibilitating. You know what I mean? Harriet, you have a good point, then you ruin it by... No, it's not. It's like, it's... Katie Dexeter, who previously was crochet legend on this podcast, she got her tattoo, her dinosaur tattoo. Hala, that is brilliant. I am just... If anyone listening to this podcast is a tattooist and wants a guinea pig... Cause I'm just, and maybe it's because I'm a stingy bastard, but I just don't want to pay like thousands of pounds for. I don't know. If it's like yeah, but the quality. Yeah, that's that's cool. But if anyone is a tattooist and wants a guinea pig, I would love that. I I want loads of tattoos, but I just like I just don't have thousands to spend on it. But uh, if you want to look on my Facebook page, Katie's popped her tattoo on, and it's wicked. So have a have a look at that. Nathaniel Prendergast, he says, I went out with my camera in the week after months of having no motivation and enjoyed nature. The little things make a big difference. Amen, Nathaniel. Definitely, he's been taking these photos and he says it's great to just take life slow for a while and just observe all the beautiful stuff that's going on around us that we choose not to notice. Ah! I just love all the positivity. Do you know what? Another positive thing that happened. Um, comedian. Recently, I think... Oh, well, I think she's going to fucking rock it. Because she was recently on Celebs Go Dating. And she did brilliantly on that. So there's this comedian, London Hughes. And she... Like I said, she just recently started doing really well. So obviously come into a little bit of money. So she went on Twitter and was like, Do you know what? I'm doing all right at the minute. If anyone can prove to me that they're sort of struggling a bit for money at the moment and they need a hand, I'll I'll give you a hundred pounds. Uh, sorry, two hundred pounds. So everyone, and then I saw one girl. She was in a wheelchair, so she was struggling like to get uh like it was expensive for her to get to college and all that. Anyway, so that woman and then a few uh two others. She decided so she spent six hundred pounds. Three people, she gave. Two hundred pounds too. That was fucking brilliant. I tweet. I don't. I don't know. But I tweeted her and said, "That's just brilliant what you did there." 
And then a few days later, she's like, guys, can you please stop? Like, people have been emailing, messaging her agent, asking for money. They're just like, just let, why can't you let someone just do a nice thing and then that, and then that be it? Why do you have to make nice things over? And she said, I hope, she said if she had the money, she'd, she'd do loads more. She said that she hopes that her actions like resonated or or struck with some people and then if they were in that situation they could do the same so i i hope that's happened i'd love to do it. if i had the money i'd bloody do it i do like little gestures and little things that i can do but yeah god if i had the money i'd love to give it to put to people although i would investigate a bit more i think yeah but that's not so much for for being frugal um, and for checking, I think that's just because you're a nosy bastard. It's not because I'm a nosy bastard. Anyway, uh, lovely. So, uh, lovely Rob Holden that I, that I've, well, he's a friend. I was going to say that I gig for. He's definitely a friend. And his family's lovely. And his mum follows me on Facebook. And she said, yesterday I spent a whole day relaxing at a spa with my daughter. We'd been too busy for ages to do this and it was great to enjoy each other's company instead of being rushing through life and yeah honestly family time is so important i think if you can because i know some people are lucky and they either don't have their families around every, anymore or something terrible's happened or or they or they live too far away from their family so it's not possible but if it is possible a Thank you, lucky stars, because you're blessed. And B, if maybe if you're not speaking, and there is something that if you think, if you're not speaking to a family member, ask yourself if something terrible happened to them, would I regret not smoothing it over? If yes, fucking whack out your olive branch and and sort it out. It's life, really. I know it's probably it is too short, like. Me and my mum were on, on wonderful times. She's like my best friend, but didn't stop. Like just before she died, I wasn't because I was so I was in touch with her so regularly. And towards the end, my mental health was so bad that I wasn't I wasn't as much. And and I ne- and on the day that she died, I I was in transit from um, Manchester, and I didn't get to her time get to her in time. And obviously. That was out of my hands, but it doesn't stop. Well, yeah, the whole thing was, but it doesn't stop you having regrets and you know feeling bad and stuff. So just if you can, just just fucking treasure them, treasure them little families. Obviously, some people's families are a bunch of cunts. So if that applies to you, forget what I'm saying. Just bloody stick it. <laughs> Because that's another thing, isn't it? Sometimes we just try and try with people and, you know, get nothing back. Not that you should always want to get stuff back, but if you're trying with someone, whether they're your family or not, and you just keep trying and all you're doing is fucking getting a pie in the face and fucking jabbing your ribs and... But then still, Harriet, you'd, if you then swerved them, then you'd still be gutted if something happened. Well, yeah, just do what you want. Who am I? Who am I to say what? This is good. So, my very good friend, Lee Kyle, says, Hello, mate. He doesn't speak. He's like Papa Geordie, but I didn't know how to say it, speak like that. So, I'm going to do this voice. Hello, mate. 
I guess mine is that GoFundMe thing I set up. It's properly made me chuffed. Not just the donations thing neither, but also that loads of people have offered to do stuff to help, like designers, PR and shit like that. I feel like Challengenica. Also, I met a man from New Zealand the other day who was on holiday in Darlington and it's left me well confused. It's a puppet. Obviously, some of that, I, I added that it's a puppet and uh, I added a few words, but... So, yeah, so it's, wonder, it's wonderful what you're doing because before, like, people who've got rich mummy and daddies, they've done Edinburgh and they've just thrown tens of thousands of pounds at it and then the people that can't, they just don't get the same opportunities and hopefully just more and more people are sort of speaking up and doing little things and hopefully it'll just snowball and create more of a movement that facilitates for people not from a lot of money to get forward as well so so that's good it's just great that that people have latched on to it what he's doing well done lee you bloody good egg this man uh paul von der fest bacon jam he's told me he's discovered bacon jam this week which so he said he's had it on toast and would he said it would work well in a burg as burger relish. Comes from London. He found it in a wonderful cafe in Harleth, which I think is in Wales. And I know that because I had to Google it. Yeah, I'm off my meat at the minute because I, I mean, it's probably like clickbait or something, but I had a carvery the other day, which was delicious. So I've always never really, really meaty person. And then uh, I saw this video on Facebook about, oh, God. And it's just, I don't know what it was. It's fucking not me sick. It was basically about how when a butcher gets meat in and it has cancer in it, he'll just cut around it and serve it. And then it showed the meat and, oh, it's fucking hanging. Like, so I just, like, he was squeezing it and pus was, oh, it was just fucking horrible. And then I thought it was like red meat because I always think red meat is not the best anyway because it, you know, know your body finds it more difficult to digest. So I was thinking that. But then the day after I went to get a sandwich and I was going to get a chicken one, I couldn't even get that. So at the minute I am right off meat. Karen Geddes, who's who's partnered, whapped his willy out in a hotel last week. She asked if I have an Android-friendly version of the podcast, and yes. Just have a gander at that on Podbean if you um if 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 you don't have iTunes. Lovely Lisa Ramsey, who who I know from she's a lovely lady, and I know her from doing gig in Nairsborough, has had great news. She's on the waiting list and can have her back surgery. She had to lose some weight. She lost loads of weight, and so she's now on the waiting list. She said hard work is paying off. See, hard work does pay off. And I said if you need. People on the waiting list bumping off. Let me know and I'll sort that out. Get the Cornish Mafia on the go. And then finally, uh, lovely Alex Burgess, who I met last year, Kendall Calling. Found out today I'm doing that again this year. Fucking brilliant. Bloody, uh, well, my friend, so I'm going to go with my friend Mike Newell. And then he said, he was winding me up and I didn't know. And he goes, because I was supposed to be doing a gig in the evening, just doing new stuff. So I said, 
Are you going to stay? Because I might stay and watch stuff and cancel the the gig if you are. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I am. Because my favourite band ever are on. Bros. And I said, fucking brilliant. I'd be up for bloody watching Bros. And then he was laughing because he was lying and he actually meant Osha Colosseum. But I like Osha Colosseum, but I'd much rather watch Bros. Um, anyway, so Alex Burgess, who I met uh, last year, lovely girl, she... Uh, she got invited to her first blogging event last week, this week, last week, which put a smile on her face. The only way is off, Alex. Baby, you mean I was for Yo Sushi. And so her blog is uh, Alex, what's the middle slash? Hy- hyphen, is that a hyphen? So one of them in the middle slashes, Alex in the middle slash. Burgess, B-U-R-G-E-S-S dot co dot UK. So check that out for that. And I have to say this, I had a lovely gig the other day at the Lowry. And this, I've got to say, the very lovely Craig Duncan, as a result of it, has become a patriot of so the, the website Patreon where people, basically, they donate. They want to see more of your stuff. And Craig Duncan wants to see more of my stuff, so there's a mention for you on this podcast uh, for that, and I'll be getting a lot more content out for you to see. Craig, you lovely little bugger. So this is this has been episode 44. Right, I'm going to go. Uh... All the best, genuinely. I've had a lovely time again. I'll be asking for your good things on uh, Saturday again. I'm going to... Oh, my God, I've got scampi in the oven. Totally forgot about that. All the best. Have a bloody lovely week, you lovely bastards. Thanks to you all. Big up, Craig Duncan. Craig Duncan. Can I get a rewind? All the best. Cheers now. It's probably going to un... Un... Unpatriot uh, because of that. Uh, come on, please just go. All the best. Cheers now, cheers now, cheers now. That was my podcast. My podcast. Thanks for listening. Download, share, tell your pal at the shop. Don't worry. Bye. Happy. My podcast. My podcast.